Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We just can't seem to catch a break, huh? So many rough fire seasons. But we made it through. And now there's another risk. All that charred soil and burnt vegetation can lead to floods and mud flow. I know, but you've got this too. And one way to get this is to get this flood insurance. There's no rest for the West, but with flood insurance, you can rest assured that you're ready for whatever else nature throws at you. Protect the life you've built at floodsmart.gov wildfires. This episode is brought to you by Royal Caribbean, an award-winning global cruise line. A vacation is what you make it. So are you ready to make the most of it? A Royal Caribbean adventure is the perfect opportunity to not just take a vacation, but to take it for all it's worth. We know you're eager to get back out there, and with Royal Caribbean, you can own that moment and rise to the vacation. This is not just a cruise. This is the biggest, boldest vacation on land or at sea. With over 270-plus destinations from the Caribbean, Alaska to Europe, and the biggest ships in the world to take you there, each one of our cruises is packed full of onboard features you won't find anywhere else. A Royal Adventure is taking your vacation to the fullest. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Visit royalcaribbean.com to learn more. CareerBuilder is made for people who have that thing. 
You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job, the skills you bring to work. And CareerBuilder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits, jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep. Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Our final preseason edition of I Want Your Flex, and this is going to be my favorite, Mike, of our shows. Get Mike Harmon on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. Because we're going to do a draft, but we're not going to do a draft like normal teams would or leagues would. You, me, and our executive producer, Lee DeLapp, are going to just draft the top 40 players that we feel there are in fantasy football. PPR scoring, we will use that table, Mike, but it will give you an idea of if you're picking in certain spots in a draft over the next week of uh, just uh, some of the names you're going to want to look out for. There are top 40 guys that we feel that you can draft or take in our in your fantasy football draft in this next week or so before the regular season finally starts. Yeah, big final draft weekend as we get to the Labor Day holiday. Uh, college football on and in living color. Five straight days of goodness and gluttony to be had, uh, which is fantastic. So uh, celebrate, uh, unless you're a Spartan fan, then no celebrating. Uh, win, lose, or draw. I just can't like you this week. Uh, <laughs> but uh, beyond that, uh, yeah, 40, 40 names, 40 players. Uh, there's been in some juxtaposition, right? Because we've had injuries here in the preseason. And maybe there's a couple of guys in their squads you're not feeling as much love for. Or maybe you now have just full-out hate because of some injuries that have affected some of your early drafting. We're here to get you through. Uh, a couple of surprise names I'm sure will make the list. But a fun exercise to go through uh, and maybe just some re- reassurement. Right, a reassurance, uh, I should say, instead of creating new words. I like reassurance uh, of what you've done already and the work you've done. You know, because I'll be like one of those uh, what AI g- draft grade kind of things that <laughs> gives you the same sp- things spit out, regardless of your league settings or anything else. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, that was the thing that I we we did a league and look, I'll be honest. One of the leagues that we do is through ESPN, and they have their like immediate analysis of like right after the draft is done on who does what and who is where, and you know somebody moved from like eighth to tenth because we had to swap something with their roster. But people people look at that; they care about it. It may be absurd and ridiculous to let those things judge on how your fantasy uh, league is going to or your fantasy season is going to turn out, but people do take note. And I want to start not with the top 40 rankings. We'll get to that. But I just want to start with something that I think is very important. We appreciate you listening to our fantasy podcast. We really do. Honestly, the way that we do it, 
we just try to give you as much information as possible. Like we put Mike through the ringer on our episodes that launch Friday morning because he's giving us rankings. He's giving us guys that are going to, you know, do well, guys that aren't going to do well. It's just names and info and info and info. We're not going to try to dress it up too much and and try to make crazy segments. We try to give you as much information as we can. But I've come to the the conclusion, Mike, that when it's when it comes to fantasy football and fantasy sports in general, there is such a thing as too much fantasy. And I'm not talking about entering leagues. I'm just talking about information. And the the point that I'm trying to make is there's only so much that you can take in. You can talk yourself in and you can talk yourself out of moves all the time. At some point, you just kind of got to stop. And that's actually why we appreciate you listening because you're taking time to listen to our show, Mike. But I saw an article, and I'm not going to tell you where it's from, but I saw an article that said, if you pick at these certain spots, this is who you should plan on drafting. And I just thought about that, not only as a fantasy player, but as we do the show here. And it just the whole point of it is to try to set you up if you pick 10th or if you pick 12th in a 12-player uh, league and to have guys that, that you should target. Well, what about if you're in a league where like nobody took Alvin Kamara for the first seven picks? And they're telling you at number eight, you should pick Devontae Adams. Just hypothetically. It's misinformation. Like most leagues, yeah, Alvin Kamara is probably going to be gone. And maybe if Devontae Adams fell to you at that spot, you would want to take Devontae Adams. But you can't cover every single scenario. And that's the problem I feel sometimes with fantasy information is there's just too many crazy scenarios. And some people may be led astray one way. I believe that there is such a thing as too much fantasy. Yeah, I think there's the the potential, and especially when it's data points without a lot of explanation, right? Because over the course of the year, you're going to hear a lot about these guys grade out here. It's like you have no idea what those metrics mean. You're just looking at the rankings. So like in an article, I haven't read it, but I did see the headline. So I know that of which speak, at least from a, a conceptual standpoint, you know, people are going to, whatever your preamble is and however you set it up, explaining your methodology and how to read the chart that follows, it's like reading instructions to building one of your kids' toys. You put it to the side going, damn it, I got a hammer. I got a, a full six-pack. I'm ready to go, man. I don't need your, you know, or you build it a piece of Ikea furniture. I got my Allen wrench. Let's go. And then you realize, yeah, I probably should have kept that piece of paper and made sure I kept the English side. Unless, unless hey, you're fluent in, in Swedish. Uh, but it, it's the same thing with a lot of these articles. You know, devoid of an explanation of where those data points, numbers, and the algorithm, not that they're going to lay it all out, but just to give you a better sense of how a cornerback gets graded, how an offensive line gets graded, or when you're separating in tiers, why one guy's better than another, right? Mm -hmm. And what's the tiebreaker? That's really the end game, right? If you're putting them in tiers, what's the tiebreaker? You don't like the quarterback. You don't like the offensive line. You don't like the skill position players. You think the defense is going to be soft, and that's why you decided to raise this quarterback up. That's what we need to break down, and that's what we'll do each week as we go through trying to go through the deficiencies and, and the opportunities that go. But, yes, the more columns you read you're going to find conflicting information and also again there there's no 
just it's like trading card graders like we've talked about off air a bunch right that's what i do you know one of my side hobbies i've been a collector and investor and flipper or whatever you want to call it since i was like 10 years old and you got grading companies that you know they they do the evaluation and, and decide you know here's the the good the bad the ugly aspects of a card there's a crease there's a clean corner there's a nice shine that you know there's no scratches whatever else you know that gets graded and now it's it's slot but there's multiple grading companies that are going to look at things differently that are going to use some ai to help along the way all of those likewise these grading services you got people with different eyes and different like yes a, a yard gain is a yard gain but when you're trying to go through an evaluation of what helped make a play work beauty's in the eye of the beholder Mm-hmm. Or the detriment, right? When a quarterback takes a sack, and this is you know, like take Joe Burrow and company last year. A lot of hits, a lot of sacks, and so what happens immediately? It's like, wow, that offensive line's terrible. And they may very well be, but that doesn't mean there's not some percentage of those sacks that are on Joe Burrow's fault for not getting through a read. Case yeah. in point, right? Preseason, the Bears' offensive line, I believe, as a Chicago kid and followed the team, uh, that offensive line is going to be uh, potentially – bottom three in the National Football League. And there was a play where Justin Fields got absolutely rocked. And what did you see in social media? And if you listen to the pundits, it's like, wow, that offensive line is going to get him killed. It's like, no, no, the rest of the, the game, I would agree. There were a number of parts where they just had absolute breakdowns. That was Justin Fields didn't look to his right to establish that someone was creeping up to blitz from that side and was coming in uncovered. That's the quarterback problem. Mm-hmm. But in any kind of grading scenario, unless they do the long-winded explanation like me, you know, again, it's in the eye of the beholder as to why they upgraded or downgraded somebody. So that's the thing in terms of picking your fantasy information. Uh, try to get the methodology to the madness as well. Yeah, I would, ju- I would just feel bad if I told somebody to draft Keenan Allen and Stefan Diggs was still there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and- and likely that's probably not the case, but I think that there are other areas and that's, you know, sometimes too, it's why you don't want to draft for names. You kind of just want to draft for, you know, who's there in that group and have that guy drop to you. It's actually why I love cheat sheets and cheat sheets aren't everything to your point of like, you know, what separates you in tiers. You're not seeing that on a cheat sheet, but it's why I like cheat sheets. It's why I like rankings when it comes to um, really making the decisions. And sometimes I just think that there is there is way too much out there uh, that, again, you can talk yourself in to out and, and, and back into something. But sometimes that information doesn't really serve you best. And so that's why I appreciate you guys listening and why I appreciate Mike and how we do this show is because it's just supposed to be straight information here's who we like here's who we don't like you guys make your decision and roll with it and again the ultimate the ultimate decision is on you the fantasy player don't let a rankings or somebody on tv or this podcast you know push you over the edge to make a player or to play a player take what you have all heard and make the decision yourself because that's the that's the best part about fantasies when you make the right decision and hit on it that's that's my advice and it's always been my advice on this podcast yeah and if it goes badly you can blame me i'm good just make sure at swollen dome because look you loved or hated i want you listening i want you telling your friends Okay, uh, we're going to hit a lot a lot of things, game picks and whatever else. We'll, we'll do some greatness, uh, and there's going to be a lot of positivity. But, yeah, occasionally something's going to go wrong, 
And what we can do is try to put in the best narrative we can based on what we've seen. And that's the thing that I think also separates us a bit, Dan, as to how we do this, is we actually watch the games. Yes, yes. For better uh, or for worse. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes definitely for worse. And by the way, I've got about nine Allen wrenches in the the old shelf where I keep some of the small tools and stuff like that. About nine different Allen wrenches. Why? I have no idea. But for some reason, I think that I'm going to need uh, nine different ones. And there's never been a piece of furniture that I didn't put together that I messed something up. True story. I'll I'll just... uh, wrap up this and then we'll get to the top 40 when i had to put together the crib for our newborn the first thing i did is i took everything out of the box mike but took the 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 legs took the you know what would be like the backboard of the of the crib and then it had the mattress spring and it had an envelope zip tied to it So the first thing that I did was I cut that zip tie off. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. 
Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Of that, uh, the mattress thing, so I could read the directions of how to put it together. The first line on the on the envelope says, do not separate this from the mattress spring. <laughs> immediately, I it immediately messed up what I was going to do. That is my life in putting furniture together in a nutshell. All right, let's get to this. Oh, by, by the way, uh, J.K. Dobbins uh, out for oh. the year. You loved him in the running back stuff. Are we going to hear Gus Edwards in this top 40, or are we not ready to put him there uh, quite yet? Oh, I'm all in. I'm okay. all in. But here, here's the thing, and, and here's for anybody you know out there, uh, peace and love, if you did go down the J.K. Dobbins highway. I had inkling, and I'd gotten it confirmed, uh, Jason Lock and Fora on with Jason Smith and I on the network on, on Monday night. But about two weeks ago, I, I'd had some whispers, and I, I do some regular work in Baltimore, where they, they were talking about how he was going to be used. And we were going to be looking at a guy who was going to be lining up a bit as a slot guy and out in space in addition to his running workload. So the potential for one of those ceilings, especially when you've got a very uncertain and unproven wide receiving core, he was going to be a very big asset to them. Yes. So, you know, Boykin and and Bateman are both starting, you know, uh, coming off injuries. So they're out. You got Sammy Watkins and you got Hollywood Brown and then Mark Andrews for as long as you've got Mark Andrews. Right. So assuming he can stay healthy. So, yeah, it's going to be a healthy amount of Gus. So we'll, we'll hear his name a little bit later, I'm sure. This winter, there's something for everyone with the Disney Bundle. Unforgettable stories on Disney Plus, like Marvel Studios Eternals. It's beautiful, isn't it? And Disney's Encanto. This is my chance. Fan favorites on Hulu, like Pen15 and The Great. And epic sports on ESPN Plus, like Man in the Arena, Tom Brady, and over 1,000 NHL games. Get the Disney Bundle today for only $13.99 a month. Includes Hulu ad supported plan. Access content from each service separately. Terms apply. See thedisneybundle.com for details. This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can get all your favorite sports, movies, and shows together. So you can watch new episodes of your favorite reality shows live or binge old episodes on demand. Either way, get ready for some drama. And the best part? DirecTV Stream has no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at DirecTV.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jackson Hewitt. This year, there's more at stake with your taxes than ever. Thousands more. New tax credits could mean a bigger refund. And Jackson Hewitt Tax Pros are here to help you track down every last credit. Credits for having a baby, going back to school, caring for a parent, and even becoming self-employed. Get credit for all you do, and you could discover thousands of dollars in new tax credits. 
Schedule an appointment with a tax pro and learn more at jacksonhewitt.com. All right. It is now my opportunity to bring in the executive producer of the show. We haven't heard from him yet this season. We heard from him last season. Lead the Lamp will be the third member of this 40-pick draft PPR scoring of the top players in fantasy this season. Lee, are you ready to count them down from one down to 40? Absolutely, you guys. Nothing like the first guy in your draft using up the clock and uh, trying to get cute. <laughs> I'm not going to get cute on you guys today. Well, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. First of all, I think I called it a countdown when really, I guess it's a count up if we're starting at one. So I, I totally, totally messed that up. But the, the order that we're going to do this is Lee, our executive producer, is going to have the first pick. Mike's going to have the second pick and I'm going to have the third pick. We're not going to snake this. We're not going to go back and forth. That's just going to be the order all the way through. And we're not filling out a roster. Mike's not going to say, I haven't taken a quarterback yet, so I better take a quarterback. Because, again, the the league that you're in may be different to the league that uh, another guy that you work with is in. So we just want to give you the top 40 players who we think should be drafted and if they were available in a draft, regardless if you have a quarterback or running back. And then this can help you make the decisions that you need in drafting your guys. Easy enough, fellas? Locked and loaded. Ready All right, go. Lee, you are on the clock and now. Analysis will be given after each pick, but uh, Lee, then Mike, then me, and that's how we'll do it for the next 13-plus rounds. Lee, you're up. All right. With the first overall pick, again, not to get cute, you guys, it's uh, it's easy as Christian McCaffrey. He's going to catch your cat. Uh, he's going to bring you a lot of uh, a lot of catches in a PPR league. It's all about maximizing the opportunity. Christian McCaffrey. Hopefully, they don't get cute in Carolina. They keep him uh, rolling. So, number one pick. Easy enough. McCaffrey uh, with Sam Darnold and that offensive line. A lot of hot routes uh, and getting the ball out fast, I would suspect. Uh, Number two for me, I'm going uh, as much as I'm fearful of what happens in that locker room at some point, and I'm not getting all deep into the Kirk Cousins stuff, but it's there. It is a presence in that locker room. But Dalvin Cook is a monster, and when we're looking at PPR, more opportunities uh, and not overloaded on one or two performances, like some other running backs at the top of your board. So let's go Dalvin Cook. I, I honestly haven't seen, I think, any ranking or cheat sheet like I talked about that didn't have these top two guys. And and I mm-hmm. think that the, the discussion and the debate ends up starting at number three, so you guys can rip apart who I'm about to take. Let's go. But, but the guy that I'm going to take at number three, I think, is aided by the quarterback decision made in that city and that team. And that's Alvin Kamara. And if Taysom Hill would have won that job, I think it would have been very, very detrimental to Alvin Kamara. We saw what happened last year when they ran the Taysom Hill type of offense. We all figured Jameis Winston was likely going to be the guy. I actually think there's going to be more opportunities for Kamara. So I'm taking Alvin Kamara at number three. And I agree with you. Actually, in all my rankings, I have Kamara as my number three guy. So it really, in the in the few uh, leagues I'm in where I have had the pick at number four, I've I've been torn between whether it would be a wide receiver or one of these top tier running backs. And I'm going to keep it with the top tier running backs here. I'm actually going to go with Derrick Henry. He's proven it two seasons in a row now. I'm going to go with the hot hand. I don't care how old he is. Uh, I'm going Derrick Henry RB four. I dig mm. it. Just stick uh, steady and reliable. Look, you got a good offense around him. 
uh, Tannehill, a 4,000-yard pass. You bring in Julio Jones. So you have some balance. And, yeah, there's always the, the concern of the cliff, but we haven't seen any uh, – any sign that that's approaching uh, just yet for Derrick Henry based on his utilization early in his career. Uh, coming in at number five, I think this is where we z- may zag a little bit. And this is, for me, I, I'm the outlier in our f- sporting universe in the fantasy realm, is my number one wide receiver, Stephon Diggs. And I, I'm mm. looking, and, and there's a couple of running backs that I still like. But I'm also still looking at opportunities. And in that Buffalo offense, I'm looking at targets. The touchdowns are going to vary. But when I'm looking at 10 to 12 targets a week, that's where I stay. Whether it's Josh Allen or, dare I say it, the need for Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say this about uh, the, the Bills and Stephon Diggs. In, in the Josh Allen game against uh, Green Bay, they sure made it known that they were going to be throwing it around a lot again. Like, like there was there was no hiding that whatsoever. The uh, the sixth pick comes up to me, and we've got CMC, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Stephon Diggs. Your top five. I would have. I really would have because I like to take running backs. I like to take running backs on winning teams. If Nick Chubb would have done anything with receiving, but he only had. 16 catches last season there's no way that i can put him up that high in a ppr league so i'm gonna go travis kelsey i'm gonna go with the chiefs tight end because of the position because of what he provides i will take travis kelsey at number six and be very happy with it i was very bullish on kelsey in my pick in my uh, drafts as well this season especially one where it had a two tight ends uh two flexes that were also wide receiver, running back, and tight end. I wanted that advantage, so I do love that pick. Uh, We just talked about it. Running backs who catch the ball out of the backfield, no chub. And I would love to reach for Eckler, but I I can't let Ezekiel Elliott drop that far, so i got to go Zeke with the seventh pick. Still active in the passing game. And the question here, offensive line should be better. Uh, I just wonder in terms of the defense, if Quinn and the arrival of Parsons and some of those parts, uh, if they're better, what does it do to the offense? Which should be more Ezekiel Elliott as a runner. So it should be a win in that regard for the Cowboys. Here's the problem. I'm not sure Dak is getting me very far into this season. That's mm-hmm. my fear with going for Ezekiel Elliott or any of the Cowboys receivers. Like, in the best of scenarios, there's a lot of value for C.D. Lamb and for Amari Cooper. And even maybe for Blake Jarwin coming back off injury, deep sleeper, Michael Gallup, whatever. And obviously for Eckler. Or not Eckler. Sorry, because I'm going to pick him next. Uh, but for Elliott. <laughs> but if... But if he goes down, if Dak goes down, you know, and they say they're, quote, happy with their quarterback room, really? You're happy with your quarterback room. Picking up Will Greer is going to make that quarterback room whole if Dak goes down. This offense could, I mean, Andy Dalton, as much as people may not have liked him, he at least had a guy who had his chops, who is a, you know, you know what he he is. He's Andy Dalton, Mm -hmm. right? As I know, QB1 in Chicago. But, Ben DiNucci and and all these other guys that would potentially step up in into the plate, you know Cooper Rush and all. Uh, no, uh, I I don't know that I, I want to be, and I'm not bashing Lee. I'm just analyzing Ezekiel Elliott as a sure. guy because I've seen him as high as number three in a bunch of 
you know, rankings across the industry. And I'm like, hold on a second. How do you bypass, you know, Alvin Kamara? How do you, how do you look past, even if you think Derrick Henry is finding that clip? Uh, anyway, I'm going for Austin Eckler, and I'm praying that he holds up. <laughs> Better offensive still- line. Yeah. Right. Lindsley comes in. You got Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. Going to be curious, right? Because he didn't play last year, but by all accounts, a beast. We know the wide receivers uh, and, and Justin Herbert. What a fantastic year. And Austin Eckler is now invested as he is a fantasy analyst. Uh, as well, so yeah, giving uh, away yeah. jerseys, right? Yeah, kind of a big deal, uh, as it were. Look, undrafted guy now uh, going number eight in our draft here. The the only tricky thing I think about Eckler is is if he does have that great season, there's not the see I took Austin Eckler because now we just expect it from him, and yeah. I expect it to your your points about their improvements and their concerted effort to improve that offensive line. If he stays healthy, it should be there for him. Uh, Eckler. Elliot, uh, double E's. I don't think that there's anybody that I can go to continue it. So I'm going to go with a different foul. I'm going to go A, Devontae Adams. I, the top receiver in the National Football League in my mind last season. NFL players seem to agree with that. Stats-wise, numbers off the charts, didn't play a full season. And even if you have some regression from that, I still think that puts Devontae Adams in the top five of NFL wide receivers. So I will happily take him at number nine. Yeah, we'll have the Packer fan recuse himself from gushing all over. <laughs> <laughs> Lee would say, great pick. That's great really pick. good. I was Inspired, wishing it would fall to ten. It's a great pick. Absolutely great pick. <laughs> and uh, I'm only happy that Tyreek Hill is still there, a top-tier wide receiver, top three, well, top three of the wide receivers right there now that we're through what I think is the top tier of the running backs. Uh, so i got to grab who I know is going to give me a consistent floor, high floor every week, uh, and who could win you week to week. Uh, any given mm-hmm. you know, any given That's week, sure. this is a player just like Devontae Adams or Stephon Diggs. <laughs> when they hit it, they could win you that week. His so I quarter go last year against the Buccaneers won weeks. Yeah. You know, that first quarter that he had, no, that one week. The explosiveness. Week. If that offensive line is together, and they've got some injury uh, issues going into week one. So the curiosity, and we all, we've talked about Clyde Edwards Hilaire a lot on this show, but balance and, and Patrick Mahomes is, is a wizard. So, yeah, you're, you're looking at production. Mm-hmm. Uh, at number 11, uh, I. I'm tempted to go wide out because I think there are still just a couple more elite guys here. Uh, but I'm going to go running back, and I'm going to go back to the Packers because uh, I don't think they're coming for his job just yet. Aaron Jones was re-signed with purpose. So I, I think yeah. with the Packers this year, as much as you may see a little more of A.J. Dillon, He's not seeding this job altogether. I was bullish on him a couple of years ago. He's proven me right. Uh, I'll continue to back him and, and put my bets down that another big year is in the offing. Well, there are, there are a couple of guys that I really love. Nick Chubb is actually still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a PPR league again, and I actually think that the numbers that this guy is going to put up would rival what uh, a, a Nick Chubb could put up because I think Calvin Ridley's going to have an amazing year with the Atlanta Damn Falcons. you! I don't know if the no, Falcons are going to be amazing, but I just think that everything sets up for him where they're probably not going to be that good. He's now the number one guy. There is a rapport with Matt Ryan, and yeah, there's a new coaching staff, but still, you go back to the guy that you know, and I, I just think it's there. I don't think that you can make a season on garbage 
garbage time, but I do think that you can make a season when your team is trailing, and that's the type of game that you, you know, play. And so I am high on Calvin Ridley this season in a PPR league. I, uh, I, I think that his numbers will rival those of a Nick Chubb or another guy like Jonathan Taylor, who I've got thoughts on if we pick him later in this draft. Well, Ridley is uh, my number two wide receiver on mm-hmm. my board. And, you know, I'm not a huge Matt Ryan guy. Uh, no. Like, because the ceiling is what it is, but he's still going to throw yeah. 4,000 yards. So where are they going to find him? Right there. All right, Lee, you're up with unlucky number 13. That is unlucky number 13 because, Dan, I would have taken Ridley because those are the top 12 players that I feel really good about. I wouldn't be upset about any one of those guys on my team. This is when I start having a little bit of a question mark on every single guy, even if it's somebody as good as Nick Chubb, who you let slip to me. I'm going to take Nick Chubb. Uh, he, He just keeps it churning. It's a good running back to have on your team, of course, especially if it's your number two guy. So, or in this case for me, my number three guy. Um, I could have gone either way. I could have talked myself into a wide receiver or even a tight end here. Um, Ooh, oh, interesting. Which, which would have been a reach, but I'm going to go with Nick Chubb because I just like him a little bit more than uh, the next guy on the running back tier. See, I go with my uh, next guy on my running back board, who is number seven in my running backs, and that's Antonio Gibson. He qualifies on the short list of Harmon man crushes. I may actually, I bought this machine that you can now like scan tattoos on your arm. I think Mm -hmm. I may put one of Antonio Gibson for week one. I like him a lot too. I I, I do. I, I like I like Washington to win that division. Not that that's going out on a limb. A lot of people are picking that, but I think that there's more there. I actually I I like Gibson there. As I look at those possible trio of running backs that I could add to by taking a Jonathan Taylor. I am not going to just yet. I am going to take DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona for the same exact reason that I took Calvin Ridley three picks ago because I don't think they're going to be very good. I think that their offense is obviously suited to throw the football and he's number one target of Kyler Murray. Like that is, it it, it all adds up there and it's just something that I can't bypass at this point. DeAndre Hopkins, one of the better rod receivers, despite how critical I have been over his placing on the top 100 list. He shouldn't Mm -hmm. be eighth. If Devontae Adams is sixth, I'm sorry. But in this case, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be 15 in our top 40 players of fantasy for this season. Now, sometimes it is a mistake to look at where they placed last year, but when I look at the PPR last year, I just teased this, and it's a reason I I talked about with Kelsey. I like Darren Waller here. He has a a ceiling that's as high as some of these top-tier wide receivers. In fact, in my PPR league, he followed just behind Calvin Ridley and DeAndre Hopkins. So again, for that you know, positional advantage that could help you throughout the length of your season. Um, I don't necessarily like him more than some of the guys that are there, but when you have an opportunity for uh, a tight end that catches over 100 uh, receptions a season, I got to go with it. I'm going Darren Waller. Nicely done. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. Not a huge fan of Derek Carr. I think he's blocked me. Actually, I think his whole family's blocked me on Twitter for just being critical. You know, when you throw the ball out of bounds and out of the end zone on a fourth down play, you lose uh, in my book. Uh, Look, and, and the second half swoons are always there. But when you talk about the target count, 
there, especially the way Carr quarterbacks the position, right? A lot of work to the backs, and obviously Waller with a massive target count uh, as even if you draft for speed, if the guy doesn't want to throw it there with regularity, it doesn't quite matter now, does it? Uh, next on the board, I, I go back to the wide receiver well, and a guy I have as my number five wide receiver, A.J. Brown. Mm. I love that offense. A little controversial, maybe a little higher than most would. Uh, there's one running back that's still sitting there that uh, all three of us uh, evidently aren't very big fans of uh, in his return to the field. So we go to A.J. Brown, and uh, I, look, I, I talked about Tannehill before. I, I really think this offense is curious, and the defense I don't know what they are, right? This is one that in the past it's been stout, you know, the identity of the squad. And even though they made a couple of pickups to the linebacker core, I, I think there's going to be some issues, yeah. right? Jarrell Casey retires and and, and you've, you've got some holes. So what does that mean? More to the offense. Bring on Tannehill. Bring on A.J. Brown. Yeah, I know what the defense is. That's why I'm also high on A.J. Brown. There you so go. that's <laughs> to your point. The two different things mean the uh, exact same thing. Well, because they got to... four games between Jacksonville and Houston, though. Right? <laughs> so that those are games where maybe the offensive expectations get tampered down and it's more Derrick Henry. <laughs> no, that's it's very, very fair. This is going to be the time where I am going to take Jonathan Taylor off the board and I'm going to put him at number 18. This is the reason why I think he fell, and I'm going to analyze my own pick here, but it's why I didn't take him earlier as well. I think that the Colts kind of liked how last year played out. And now you have a backfield, Mike, with Marlon Mack coming back. You know, you're trying to incorporate Carson Wentz, but you also have Naheem Hines there who played a significant role. I don't think they want to wear – Jonathan Taylor out in the first eight games of the season. I think that you're going to see, again, his workload increase as the season goes on. But in fantasy, when you're talking about a 14- or 15-week regular season, depending on how long your league goes, if your running back is kind of being limited in the first half of the season because of maybe a push that they want to make, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. And so I don't th- I don't think that the Colts are going to run Jonathan Taylor into the ground with, with the backs that they have. I think later on in the season he can really pay off, but that's why I held off in taking him. Well, the other things that you have to consider, right? You, you mentioned Carson Wentz. You got Quentin Nelson. Is he going to mm-hmm. be right? Right? That offensive line is top three – at worst, top five if they're right and ready to go. But if Nelson's not there, then the whole offense starts to not not crumble, but that, that's a big part of what they do. And Taylor, I think to your point, is very much that. The return of the Mac. We could sing the return of the Mac. Return of the... Oh, no, I have to pay somebody if I do that, so we won't do that. Uh, but the, the idea that you do have him back, right, is that you've got three capable running backs and... Yeah, you're trying to push through because you're looking at the division and on paper, right? And we always have to play the games. That's the beauty of it. But on paper, two of your teams are fighting not to be last. As mm-hmm. much as people may try to hype Jacksonville, are you expecting a ton of wins to follow? Probably not. Uh, and Houston is one of the great enigmas. On Again, we all expect them to stink, and then they go and beat your team and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. I, I think that I think the Texans are going to be good for for a few wins. They're 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 not the organization is awful, but the the roster and we may pay you know poke holes in it. But there's a lot of veteran guys that I think that you know will have pride and be able to play. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. 
like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. Play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. The other thing is, is I can't wait for Jonathan Taylor to have 35 carries in week one against Seattle and completely prove me wrong. You know, and just rub it in my entire <laughs> face by saying they're not going to use him early. But that's what I expect. But that it's actually why I think that and I think he'll be a top five back in the second half of the season uh, because just of, of who the Colts are and as they get rolling. But I just think early on, it's going to be a little bit not more by committee. I just don't think they want to run him into the ground. Mm hmm. 
All right, you guys, we let him slip. And I think it would be criminal to let him fall any further. I've seen guys get ecstatic to get him in the top 10, and I've seen people bummed that they feel like they need to pick him uh, from 10 to 20, and that's where I'm at right now, picking Saquon Barkley, coming back from his injury. Uh, but he's going to give you a floor. You're going to get at least 1,000 yards with him. You're probably going to get close to 10 touchdowns, and he still, still can catch out of the backfield, so he's going to be much uh, necessary in a PPR league. You, you can't let... Barkley fall any further than this as much as I'd love to reach for uh, a, a wide receiver that really grabs my eye or even another position I gotta go Saquon Barkley Dan mm-hmm. would you like to, to go to Saquon I, I know your thoughts on Saquon I'll just say this I did a draft uh, within the last 48 hours and I know that Saquon is trending towards pro- possibly playing in week one but I took Joe Mixon ahead of Saquon Barkley but that's where we're at with the running back position, right? We got guys yep. coming back from big injuries behind suspect offensive line. And I think we can all agree we like the long-term prospects of Joe Burrow greater than that of Daniel Jones. I'm, I'm not ready to bury Daniel Jones yet, but the fumbling has to stop. But the point is that there, as much as you may say, all right, I like the skill position guys, probably Cincinnati's better than than New York's. The, the same question goes is, all right, if that line's no good, mm-hmm. is this working? And both guys are going to be dump-off artists, so the potential is there in PPR leagues maybe to rack some things up. But the Barkley cat-and-mouse game just leads me – rope-a-dope works to a point, and then there's the other where you're you're telling me that you don't think he's ready. Right, unless some miracle sure. the last two weeks he's ramped up to he's ready to go. But when he's picking his, I mean, unless he's just a great master thespian, and he's it's all a, a big rope a dope. It's just one that uh, I fear. Like like Lee says, I mean, there if he if he's sound, yeah, the ceiling is through the roof. Right, we saw it a couple of years ago with a really bad team and putting up crazy numbers to where it was him and Christian McCaffrey up at the top of the league, far ahead of any other performer so it's there it's just not a bet i'm willing to take but lee being the betting man he is he was all over it well and and, and honestly i think that there were i think that there were two or three names that maybe were worth going before he was finally going to be off the board well let's see if i pick one of them now shall we (laughs) number 20 Whenever you look for news, you may feel forced to choose between partisans in mainstream media and conspiracists in alternative media. That's where the lost debate steps in. I'm Corey Bradford, a progressive political organizer turned TikTok star who also once hosted a Fox News radio show. I'm Ricky Schlatt, a Gen Z New York Post columnist and libertarian fighting to protect free speech. And I'm Ravi Gupta, a former staffer for Obama and school principal who also fought alongside Republicans on charter schools. And we launched the lost debate podcast and YouTube show for the political eclectics who've lost trust in a polarizing partisan world, but who also reject the disinformation and manipulation in alternative media. Instead of being at each other's throats, we focus on bringing new perspectives to the table in constructive debate that sounds less like crossfire and more like discussions between real people. Check out The Lost Debate on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. This is our halfway point. And this is where I get get a little bit uh, 
well, a little bit freaky with folks. And again, uh, injury history, but he's been able to push that off a little bit. And it's no uh, favor to anybody that I work with here uh, at the network that may or may not work with this team. But stats for days, if he's healthy and this offense is humming, Keenan Allen's putting up numbers. Hmm. Interesting. I think the receptions are, you know, obviously going to be there. I He was not one of the three that I thought that you would take. Okay. Because the guy that I actually thought you were going to take is the guy that I'm going to take at 21. But before I do that, I would just want to recap our top 20. There we go. Top 20 guys Halfway that we home. Yes. Christian McCaffrey won, followed by Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Stefan Diggs went five. Then it was Travis Kelsey, Ezekiel Elliott, Austin Eckler, Devontae Adams, and Tyree Kill rounded out the top ten. Then at 11, it was Aaron Jones, Calvin Ridley, Nick Chubb, Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Hopkins. Darren Waller went 16th, followed by A.J. Brown, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, and Keenan Allen. That puts me up at number 21. You mentioned this a little bit earlier on what could happen in the locker room. Uh, I know there is such a thing as a sophomore slump, but I will go Justin Jefferson of the Mm -hmm. Minnesota Vikings. So Justin Jefferson, one of the three names. There was another wide receiver that I thought I could take and and maybe even another running back, but Justin Jefferson would be the guy that I would take. If this board fell with 20 players, I'd be happy to get Justin Jefferson. Certainly a potential monster, and you might actually be wearing the jersey of the other wide receiver you're talking about. We'll we'll see Maybe. if he's available when I pick again in there what three more picks. There you go. I love Justin Jefferson again. Uh, one of those players who could single handedly win a week for you. So I was eyeing him hopefully for this pick, uh, which is why I'm going to change up uh, the pacing here a little bit. You guys, I'm going to go with the first QB off the board. I'm going to go with. I'm actually humming and hemming and hawing about this one right now. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, again, somebody who, when they're on, they could win it for you. I love a lot of the wide receivers and the next tier that we're about to break into, but they just aren't going to be the guys that I feel great about. I mean, they're they're set, they're you know they're set and forget it, guys. But uh, when you get one of the top one or two players at their position, you you jump at it. That's why I'm going Patrick Mahomes to get that started. Always want to find yourself some elite company and it's funny because i I was looking to zag so now it's not original so screw you lee Uh, (laughs) because again the wide receivers look there's there's one more tight end that hasn't been picked but it's like do you trust the health side of it and i've got to go there like i've got to look at george kittle and i'll take him here at 22 uh, looking at where that separation occurs, right? There's a couple of guys on the tight end list that maybe you feel are going to have a breakthrough. Otherwise, it's really touchdown dependent, right? We go back to last year, you know, Lee's guy, Robert Tunyon, that we talked about, uh, Tunyon, Tunyon, right? Like Funyon, yep. uh, that we go all the way through, that with, but for his touchdown, he had like no value. And it, yeah. you can't just caveat it out and say, oh, well, that, they don't matter. But we're talking about bunching them up. And will they have the same bunch? And if Randall Cobb is is active, does he screw him, screw him over with, you know, those short little in routes like he used to run back in the day? You know, that opportunity, you know, for, for Tunyon uh, potentially starts slipping away a little bit. So uh, to that end, I look at Kittle coming back. 
healthy, whether it's Garoppolo or eventually Trey Lance, if that happens, or the combination of two, you know, Shanahan saying, ooh, we know, but I don't have to tell you, uh, uh, and all that fun, which is great. But you got speed for days on the outside, uh, but I'm always fearful, like, once the hamstrings go once, uh, I start wringing my hands that maybe those speedster uh, get hit again. But this is a team that's set up to win. And again, going to Lee's point that he's made a couple of times here about where you can find the elite at the position. I just think the drop off after him when we already have Kelsey and Waller off the board is stark. I did not expect the tight ends to be gone by 23. And I also honestly didn't expect a quarterback to be taken in the top 30. So these last two picks have thrown me for a bit of a curveball. And I mentioned the draft that I had recently did. And I'm not talking about my own fantasy team. I'm just talking to you about a thought process. Yeah. So the other night I had a draft. And as I told you guys, I took Joe Mixon over Saquon Barkley. It also means that I took Joe Mixon over the guy I'm about to pick. But the reason that I took Joe Mixon is because, again, I'm filling out a roster. What we are doing here is telling you who we think are the top 40 guys uh, in fantasy or who they would be. Be if we were drafting those top 40 guys i'm going dk metcalf here at number 24 and then the scenario where i passed him up was again only four positions but the reason why i like him here is just something dawned on me with the seahawks and in in following this team new offensive coordinator new run game coordinator there's gonna be a lot of change there but the only constant that we've really seen is russell wilson's gonna be there and DK Metcalf's going to be there, and Tyler Lockett's going to be there. And in our wide receiver preview, we talked about Tyler Lockett. Very boom or bust. But Russell Wilson's going to get his, and he's going to have to throw him to somebody. And DK Metcalf's going to be the guy to get it. This is a team that's carrying four wide receivers likely into the regular season. One of those guys being a rookie who didn't even play until the final preseason game in D. Eskridge, who is their second-round pick. So you have to say, who is Russell Wilson going to be comfortable with? I think that DK Metcalf uh, is going to be that guy Tyler Lockett again more of the boomer bust but give me DK Metcalf at 24 oh I like the pick and uh I wish I could have bet somebody like there was an offshore pick because uh, I, I thought that was going to come there, Dan. But no, he's a he's a potential beast. And as you know, the narrative is, oh, they're going to run. It's like, no, they're not. <laughs> they're going to try, but it's still going to be Russ. <laughs> and it's still here's, gonna be here's my question to Lee. OK, yeah. If you knew the two picks following Mahomes, would you rather have taken who you're picking at 25 uh, at 22 and then leave Mahomes later or did you think like Mahomes was going to be off the board that you wanted to take him the way you phrase the question uh, I could answer it a few ways I knowing if it were Kittle and Metcalf I probably would have actually gone with maybe DK Metcalf thinking I could get Josh Allen on the back end okay um but I, I still stick with my guns that I liked Mahomes because of him being a top tier elite number one guy and DK Metcalf and George Kittle being just behind that those top tier guys in fact DK Metcalf is probably the end of my tier of rankings in that second tier wide receiver so I would have been happy if he had fallen to me here so that's why on this pick I'm actually going to go with a running back and there's three I'm eyeing um, we've talked a lot, a lot about Joe Mixon, and if you know my teams, you know I love some Joe Mixon. He's been a keeper for me in uh, several of my leagues. But I'm actually going to swing for the fences and go Najee Harris. Boom! Uh, purely for the fact that I could see him exploding even in a rookie campaign. 
even if the Steelers decide to keep it uh, pass heavy, I think that works in his benefit. And he's you know supposedly very good. I, I actually we've seen it in the preseason. He's very good out of the backfield, and of course in his uh, collegiate career. So I like his upside as much as I like the uh, stability with both Joe Mixon and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I dig, I dig the Harris pick. Uh, the rebuilt offensive line. I contended la- last year the basically ran uh, longer run plays. That most of the pass game with Ben Roethlisberger was not. Hey, we're, yeah. this is all we can do. This is no. We don't have a runner that we trust. Which means let's get the ball in our receivers' hands and see if we can create some yak. Yeah. So I'm expecting the opportunities downfield. But Harris behind a rebuilt offensive line. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I, I actually have a piece of paper in front of me breaking down all three of the Steelers' wide receiver numbers last year and Ben Roethlisberger's numbers for the exact point that you made, Mike. Ben Roethlisberger threw the ball 608 times last year. It was tied for the second most in his career, and the other time that he threw for 608 times was in a 16 when he played 16 games. He only played 15 last year. So it shows you how much they threw the football, and when you see uh, Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster combined for 272 targets – Many of those within the, you know, five or ten yards from the line of scrimmage, yeah, I think some of those are going to be going away, which is why I I, I almost think that Claypool gets a bit of a boost because um, I think that maybe Juju and Deontay Johnson could have their numbers affected or maybe just one of the two, but it's just tough to pick in Pittsburgh. No, and and that's the thing. Picking between the three uh, is going to be a curiosity, right? Who becomes the, the apple of Ben's eye? But just from a philosophical, we know the Steelers, as a franchise, and this goes back long before Tomlin was there, it's play defense and run the football. Mm-hmm. So if you go and draft a guy where legitimately he can be the workhorse of 20 to 25 touches and Ben gets to pick his spots and you have a threat like they didn't have a year ago, you know, and I've always respected the work of James Conner, they, they just did not have a run game and their offensive line crumbled. Like, I don't know that you've ever been able to watch. It's like a timeline watching a Marvel movie. Oh, no, they lost another one of their guys. Oh, no, another <laughs> one fell. These are the last man. And that was it. Like, when Ben Roethlisberger's on the sideline crying with Pouncey, I mean, that's it. That's the end of an era. And now you're rebuilding and going into a, a, an uncertain future, but with hope that you can get back to what your identity is and what Mike Tomlin wants to be. All right, with Harris off the board, this is where I go back and I grab my number one quarterback. Lee mentioned him, uh, Josh Allen. The man crush has been there long before the 69% completion rate. The arrival of Stephon Diggs obviously helps. Uh, Jordan Palmer making a ton of money uh, off of the improvement uh, of Josh Allen a year ago. But uh, I'm expecting more out of the backfield. Guys that aren't going to make the top 40, but Moss and Singletary, I think, take a step forward. And, you know, some veteran presence in that receiving core, I think, is going to help. And so I'm looking at Josh Allen still tucking the ball and running a bunch, handling a lot of his own mail at the goal line. So he's the next pick for me coming in at, what, number 26. 
Hicks. Yeah, number 27. I'm just going to make this quick because we've talked about him a couple of times in passing. Joe Mixon. I'll take Mixon off the board, drop that 27. Um, there, there's another running back that, that I like there, but I think Mixon's got to be the pick. All right, Lee, you're up at 28. I think I know that running back you're, you're eyeing, and I actually picked him in a draft last night. And you know what? I'm not happy that he's my number one pick. So I'm going to jump him because, you know, I know I know how we're doing this uh, this particular draft. We're not filling out a roster. But I look at my list, and I only have one wide receiver being Tyreek Hill. And there's a guy I'm really bullish on. It's Allen Robinson. He falls in almost every draft I've looked at. He's the uh, he's a big target. He's gonna get he's gonna get you uh, all the targets you're you're looking for this year. And he could only be, go better. He could only go up, right? It's got to be better than Trubisky. So I actually like Allen Robinson here. There's no uh, besmirching Trubisky's name on this podcast. <laughs> it's part of the agreement you signed before season two began. Uh, <laughs> There'll be a long beep on the podcast. That's what it just, it's all. <laughs> yeah, I mean Allen Robinson isn't isn't a sexy pick. Right, right. I mean, he's he's not the to the same level of guys we've we've been talking about, right? When we look at Justin Jefferson, we look at a DK Metcalf, guys that have come off the board recently. But you look at consistency; they'll make he'll make plays. He, he does. He's a good box out, wide out, and I think once we get the inevitable changeover to Justin Fields, whenever that happens. Uh, through injury or ineffectiveness or the Matt Nagy, I need to save my job now, uh, break glass in case of emergency happens, uh, that we're looking at more Darnell Mooney, more Cole Komet, and uh, a stretch of this offense. And don't forget, Damian Williams and Tariq Cohen are going to be back for this squad, right? Damian Williams after opting out last year and then coming over from the Chiefs and then Cohen's on the pup list. You know, you're going to be able to stretch things a little bit. So Robinson, in theory, with Fields buying time, should be able to have one-on-one coverage, should be able to have some of those opportunities that other receivers get. Why? Because they have compliments. All right, Mike, you're up at number 29. All right, going to number 29, looking at the board and all the fun stuff that's still there. Uh, I think Lee mentioned him, and I think you did, Dan, in passing. Uh, CEH. Let me yes. go back to him. Big year last year. Um, not not the monster season, I think, that we anticipated coming out of week one, right? No, oh, we're giddy. Uh, but we look at retooled offensive line. Again, we'll see. But with those skill position players, he's a guy that is going to have some monster games. Uh, look, I, I fear the smallish ones, too, right? That Mahomes just gets to throw it around the yard against some bad defenses uh, to you know negate some of what – Edward Zolaire could be, but I think at this point in the draft, if I'm getting him 29 overall, I'm feeling pretty good. I love looking at places where you uh, upgrade a quarterback, and I know people are torn on whether it's Fitzpatrick or Fitzmagic, but the way that Washington operates, it's got to be a boost for the receiving core. I'm going Terry McLaurin at number 30. There you go. Uh, 134 targets a year ago. Didn't get in the end zone a bunch, but I think that is going to change with the uh, with uh, Fitzpatrick uh, at the helm. I think Terry McLaurin is a guy who's uh, could be in the neighborhood of 100 catches. Uh, was uh, in the high 80s last year. Give me Terry McLaurin at 30. Just figure out a way to keep Curtis Samuel healthy. And yeah, that, that, that's difficult to do. No, that's, I know, but yeah. but just in theory, when we start looking at that squad, because Logan Thomas, I mean, there, and we talked about Gibson before. Uh, there's other guys that uh, will help McLaurin get some, uh, I think, some more quality opportunities. And sure. as we know, Fitzpatrick at this point in his career, he's got no conscience. 
the ball's yeah. going up. And I think he's less likely to dump off to J.D. McKissick. This, well, this you know, who had 80 yeah. catches last year, so they have to go somewhere. So give me, give them to Terry McLaurin at 30. I love it when it happens in drafts where somebody actually picks somebody like a Terry McLaurin in front of me that I know is a good pick. You make all the all the rational uh, reasonings for it. I would have picked them, but I really didn't want to because I wanted a sexier pick like C.D. Lamb. Um, somebody who, you know, again, we talk, mm-hmm. reminds you of your Justin Jefferson. He's going into his sophomore year and you're hoping it's not a sophomore slump. Everyone is high on CD more so than Amari Cooper, which I still am a big Amari Cooper fan. Um, but I'm going to be happy to pick CD Lamb, uh, fall into this spot. Solid. We talked about the Cowboys ad nauseum before. A lot of it is just, uh, are you keeping four upright, right? What's that shoulder? What's the, the ankle? Again, I remind you, don't watch the first five minutes of Hard Knocks this season if you're the least bit squeamish because you're just going to shake your head going, huh? What is that? Uh, <laughs> and, and, and move forward. Uh, this is where it gets – like we're starting to get to that next tier of wide receivers where it's like, nah, I like him, I don't love him. Uh, you know, this way the ball spread around and the offense and everything else. And then the next running back that would be on the board uh, in conventional terms is the guy that I, I just I don't need shares in. I just am fearful of him. Uh, so, you know what? I'm going uh, boomer bust, and I'm looking down Tampa way in that workload split and the madness that could be, but looking for touchdown upside for Mike Evans. Hmm. And it's not one I'm excited about. <laughs> Again, no, but but we mentioned Amari Cooper. You can look across the way uh, at Chris Godwin. You got Antonio Brown. You've got 97 guys in the backfield. You got Rob Gronkowski. So it's it's tough, and it's going to be an ebb and a flow kind of situation. And so that's the hard part. But as we're doing this draft, part of it is, well, you're looking at what's the aggregate. Right. And mm-hmm. in the aggregate, I think the numbers still get there, even though I'm going to want to throw my TV out the window like I'm a mid 70s rock star, you know, at some random hotel on the Sunset Strip here in Los <laughs> Angeles uh, with Mike Evans' performances. Right. Four targets, two catches, three yards, and a, two touchdowns. You know, those kind of scenarios. <laughs> I we've talked so much about Mike Evans, the highs and lows. <laughs> yeah. But but I, I I would rather have him over Godwin. I would I will I will just say that, and I am not going to take Godwin at twenty or thirty three now that Mike Evans is off the board. There are a couple of different ways that I thought I could go with this, and I just am I'm not sold on on any of them. So I'm just going to go with a guy that I think got a boost uh, with uh, the injury to J.K. Dobbins. But it's not Gus Edwards. I'm going to go quarterback, and I'm going to go Lamar Jackson. I I think that his now running role is that much bigger with that team. And I think that his value has changed from even talking about him a month ago. So give me Lamar Jackson at number 33 for boom or bust. Interesting interesting pick there. I'm actually kind of having the same reasoning for my next pick with only a few left. Uh, Looking at upside – and a guy who gave me nightmares last year because I didn't have him on any of my teams, I wasn't smart enough to get him off the waiver wire, was James Robinson. Um, it's hard to justify it over a lot of the guys that are in this in this category. There's a lot of wide receivers. There's still DeAndre Swift there. There's also David Montgomery, another guy who I'm high on. Mm-hmm. But James Robinson, even on a, on a lackluster Jags team, I, I, I think they could surprise a lot of people. And James Robinson, if he just delivers... 
close to what he did last season at the end of last season, you're going to be happy with him there. So uh, I'll take James Robinson. I have to assume the quarterbacking is better. Uh, Urban Meyer is a vexing guy. We've got a laundry list. I think I'm onto my third slide of just randomness uh, of what we've seen his offseason be. Uh, going back to the what I thought was a smart move, uh, I'll take the $300,000 fine if it gets us extra time on the practice field. But Robinson, you know, is one of the man crushes from last year that carries over uh, now that Etienne is off the books. Uh, and he catches the ball out of the backfield, too. So uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to learn to dump the ball off to his backs very fast uh, especially when he watches the tape of his last performance when he was hit on five straight dropbacks ouch 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 <laughs> and that's what I felt every yeah. time I watched him alright you talked about the wide receivers you mentioned uh, DeAndre Swift uh, one of you is going to have to pick him because I ain't because uh, <laughs> I like the second back there in Detroit more but uh, that's for you know larger analysis uh, to come the wide receivers don't thrill me uh, at this tier there's a lot of uh, the same is the problem so uh, even though I've already drafted a quarterback I go back and draft another one because he's going to keep running for his life because his run game sucks uh, see that analysis how you like that uh, Kyler Murray that's uh, you know there, there are there are a couple of running backs that I think that that, uh, that I've considered at this spot and DeAndre Swift is one of them I do worry I love DeAndre Swift when we did our season ender last year we we did our top 20 you I think took James Robinson in the top 10 because of of what he was coming off and what could mm-hmm. be and I think I had Swift in the top 20 yep. and things change in the offseason and obviously uh, there's there, you find out more information the problem that I find with DeAndre Swift is I just don't hear good news out of Detroit I don't hear anybody say like, yeah, I really like what the Lions are putting together. What I hear is they're still a ways away. Dan Campbell can maybe turn this around, but they're still a ways away. And I know fantasy points on an 0-17 team are the same as the 17-0 team. I just I just worry about that situation, and I think DeAndre Swift could maybe end up losing you a week if the Lions are as bad as some people say. So I'm going to just try to play it safe here, and I'm going to say David Montgomery at 36. Bears. I like All right, that. Lee, last four. Here we go. I like that Montgomery pick, but I'm happy that I'm going to get this guy who I have right in the same tier, but on a better offense. That's Chris Carson with the Seattle Seahawks. Hopefully he gets the goal line touches. And, uh, yeah. He, he will. I just don't know if he's going to stay healthy for the entire season. That's, good that's just the only that's, – that's, that's, that's the biggest question I think you're going to get with Chris Carson. And out of that tier, I'm happy I, I escaped with Chris Carson over DeAndre Swift. Thank you very much. There you go. Uh, just to finish the Swift analysis, because I don't think he's getting picked here, unless he is. Uh, Jamal Williams is going to be a problem for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And w- one thing we do know that is to his benefit is that Anthony Lynn is your offensive coordinator. And what does he do on first and second down? He runs the football. Predictably to a painful reality Yeah. Uh, is, is, is that. DeAndre Swift is one of the few guys actually last year that popped on tape. Yeah. And I know it sounds like a very scout sort of thing, but the lines just weren't good. But when he got the ball, good things happened. And so there's obvious value there, but I just think that there's troubles there. And then, as you said, Jamal Williams is there as well. So is he really going to be maximized for what he could be? I love DeAndre Swift as a player. I just absolutely hate 
the situation that he's in in Detroit. Yeah, and and health is is a little bit of a concern. But look, we're at yeah, the point he's where injured in training camp, but a bit you know dinged up last year as well. Yeah, that we have a lot of these guys that are either coming back off injuries. Like this is where drafts are going to be won or lost based on availability, uh, and and the, those third to fifth rounds. You know, because we generally know who those top 24 are. And now it's – and, yes, you'll work the waiver wire. You'll hit or miss on some guys late. But this is where things can go awry really fast. And as much as I hate to do it, I go down the well of the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. And I select Robert Woods with All my right. final selection. And it, it was a pick your poison because, really, I could have gone the other way. When you look at Cooper Cup and what he could be, and it's putting a lot of faith in Matthew Stafford, which is uh, interesting, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. different expectations. A guy who's piled up a lot of numbers in his career, and then we have to get into the argument from a football standpoint of meaningful stats versus here. You lose Cam Akers. You have Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle as your primary backs. Do you have enough balance? Right, because the defense should be top tier, right? Barring any injuries, you're looking at a, a top five to seven defense on most boards. So for Matt Stafford, like he's in that's rarefied error, right? I, I don't know that we've ranked the the Lions defense higher than 25th uh, in any time recently. Mm-hmm. And just talking from you know expected explosive plays, uh, but Robert Woods quietly goes out and puts out numbers. Right, he's not not going to be flashy. Maybe a little more love here in Los Angeles, where we you know are doing the podcast and work out of the Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, so I'll take a shot because I know I'm getting past four thousand yards for Stafford. So I'll buy some shares in one of his top targets. Well, Mike, I want you to think of two guys that you wish you could have included in the forty, and I will as well. I've got my final pick, Lee. You've got the final pick, so we will we will get to your number forty. But my number thirty nine is Miles Sanders. I know there's some question about the Philadelphia backfield. I'm sorry. He's just a better talent than Boston Scott. Uh, I I do worry about Jalen Hurts and uh, some goal line situations and Jordan Howard as well in in Philadelphia. But I just think that Sanders is too good to not give the football for a team that I'm not sure on who they're going to throw the ball to. Um, a lot of just a lot of I know Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager are there, and Dallas Goddard's their tight end. But when Jalen Hurts is your quarterback, I just don't know how much throwing they're going to do. Give me Miles Sanders at 39. Well, just wait until Gardner Minshew's playing because Hurts can't get it done. <laughs> how about that? Go. No, I ranked Hurts uh, 15th on my quarterbacks, and I did so with a big blinking red asterisk next sure. to it. And that was before Minshew uh, was acquired via trade. Uh, so, but I do like Miles Sanders. I think the ex. The potential for big explosive players are there. Another guy that, you know, unfortunately always has the red medical plus sign next to his name. Yeah, so we got I, Lee's final pick final to pick. wrap off our wrap up our top forty, and then Mike and I'll give a couple of honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. Not that we don't want your honorable mentions, Lee, but you get the extra pick in the draft, so that's your bonus. I'm going to sneak in some honorable mentions here in a sneak. No, you way. won't. You we're already like, well, I was going to pick like, this, this guy is, or that. This is guy. our longest podcast ever. Yeah, All right, what do you got at forty? All right. Uh, lots of talent here at wide receiver, but I don't want sloppy seconds in L.A. with Cooper Cup hey now. or with Chris Godwin in Tampa Bay. I could go with D.J. Moore, but I don't like that. And I, I just heard you there, Mike, going with Deontay Johnson, but I actually I clay, you know, Claypool a few picks later. 
There's a great talent there with Josh. Make the pick, Lee. Come (laughs) on. All right. I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts. Ooh, there you go. Go shooting again, aiming for the fences. I'll go with the tight end in Atlanta to pick up those uh, receptions that are left behind by Julio Jones. Wow. We should have kept this at 39. That's what we should have done. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Nah, Uh, realistically, I would have gone Josh Jacobs. (laughs) Then you should have gone Josh Jacobs. You don't want to fool the listener, Lee. You know, this. uh, come on, Lee. <laughs> Nobody oh. wants a Raider. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, we took the top 40. We didn't do a jumping. We didn't say to reach for this guy. I didn't say reach for Mike Williams. Come on. Well, Lee. I'm telling you, when it, when it comes to tiers, I would actually eye, you know, a tight end here instead okay. of the bottom of, a, of your of your tier, just like I wouldn't go with one of these wide receivers as much as the talent is there. You've, you're in a 40-team league right now, okay? So you have nobody on your roster. You are choosing Josh Jacobs or Kyle Pitts. Josh Who Jacobs. are you picking? Okay, there it is. Josh Jacobs is your pick at number forty. Sorry, we have to, we have to, we have to, you know, carry our clout a little bit. We don't want to confuse the listener. Josh Jacobs ends up being our Mister Irrelevant. <laughs> I'm taking that Kyle Pitts is probably Lee's honorable mention. He loves Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Do Do you have any honorable mentions that you you wanted to pick in the top forty, but maybe just didn't have the picks to do it? Uh, I look at DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. In Carolina would be the I think the first, and I started to talk about Deontay Johnson. There's just there's just something about that early connection, and again, it's a pick your poison in Pittsburgh because I yeah. think they're all going to get fed, and the numbers are going to look really similar at the end of the year. Uh, so if you go down that highway, uh, just be prepared to be uh, standing hitchhiking uh, every now and again. Here are my quick two: Miles Gaskin. Okay. I actually think he's going to emerge in Miami. I think that he emerged last season somewhat. I think I think Miles Gaskin's the guy in Miami. And because of an injury that we saw this past uh, uh, week, Irv Smith Jr. being out for Minnesota, I think makes Adam Thielen even more of the red zone target for Minnesota. And that's what carried Thielen last year mm-hmm. was how many touchdowns he had. And now Irv Smith is not there. Uh, Kyle Rudolph's in New York. So I think Adam Thielen's value actually increases because of how Kurt Cousins trusts him in the red zone. I really was hoping you were going to say Chris Herndon the fourth, just so we can get him <laughs> right. in as a deep, deep sleeper one more said, year. I should have said Steve Jordan, you know, <laughs> Cam Jordan's dad, the old Vikings uh, pro bowl tight end. All right, there's our top 50. Lee, great freaking job. I know I busted your chops at the end, but uh, – it was fun to have you along. This is uh, We wanted to break down the top 40, just top 40 players. Hopefully that provides you some fun, some an- analysis, and when you do your draft, you can remember the things that, that we said. Mike, the next time that we talk, there's going to be a game in the books. Buccaneers-Cowboys opening up the season on Thursday night, September 9th. Is there any play that you like or don't like in our season opening kickoff game? Well, I, I think I'm going to load up when we took a, talk about the champions. There's there's no hangover, right? We had the big uh, announcement from the team. Hey, we're 100% vaxxed. We're all in and ready to go to defend our title. So when we look at Tom Brady, yeah, he's going to be a play for you off the jump against the Dallas defense. Dan Quinn's not fixing everything overnight. 
right? I, I think there's going to be some games over time that make some plays. Look, they're going to blitz the hell out of him, I think, uh, trying to get Micah Parsons off and, and get him towards that defensive rookie of the year, right? Because they need playmaking. Uh, a, a big loss there. But uh, we talked, I picked Evans in our top 40, so I'll grab him and then out of the backfield, give me a little, little share, like a flex share out of Ronald Jones. Uh, Gronkowski back end number one tight end depending on situation for the Dallas side obviously you're starting Ezekiel Elliott CD Lamb Amari Cooper all they they fit in as WR2s uh and then it's just a question of how high WR2s they are because uh I'm wringing my hands over what I may or may not see from Dak Prescott and I can't play him week one against that D not knowing how sound he is I can't I agree with that I I (laughs) <laughs> just it's the unknown and there are other options out there that you know more about there's your week one game one prediction i know you've said we celebrate all 256 mike but now what we're adding another what 16 272 so it's, baby it's 272. let's go how about that that's what we've got for the 2021 season hey if you want to heckle Lee DeLapp for his 40th overall pick in our in our draft, feel free to do so. Get him on Twitter at Lee DeLapp. Just kidding. Lee's, a, Lee's a, one of the greatest producers out there, and it's why we have him on this podcast, but that's where you can get him. You can get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome, and you can find me, Dan Byer, on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. It's a little different, a little fun. Can't wait for an exciting 2021 NFL season, and when we talk to you next time, we will be talking about all of the matchups in week one except for the Bucks and cowboys as mike just gave you the info yeah it's going to be here fast can't wait to do it we will talk to you then be well calling all partners losing weight is better together with nutrisystems partner plan in fact people who diet together lose 20 percent more weight than dieting on their own get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein they're big and filling and taste delicious plus try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories don't wait you could win big cash during nutrisystems better together partner plan 100k giveaway and maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. just go to nutrisystem.com slash in right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride 
the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.